Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Like sitting back, that's interesting. Well, not really, because I have to be on my P's and Q's. <laughs> I should be recording this. Actually, we are. <laughs> what is up, you guys? Welcome back to the For Us podcast. I am so happy because today. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I'm joking, but I am in a great mood because my wife is back on this podcast. You guys. Okay, but who enjoyed just Josh solo on the podcast? I, I know. know. Everyone's here for me. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because it's true. But no, baby. I loved, I loved your solo episode. Really? Yeah. Did I, you even listen to it? I listened to half of it. <laughs> I know you did. <laughs> well, baby, because I, we, it's kind of hard to find time. And I, I listened to it in like segments. Savannah says that and it's an audio podcast. So just turn it on and you can just be wandering around the house. You already know our life anyway. <laughs> I know. But like I'm the type of person that wants to be really invested. And yeah. so unless I'm driving or doing something like mindless, mm-hmm. Which I feel like I don't ever ever have an opportunity to do anything mindless nowadays since I'm I'm feel like I'm just always thinking of the next thing. Yeah. Because being a mom. So. Because you're a mom. Yeah, but I yeah. So I listened to half of it, but I did like the that's first fine. half, baby. Okay, that's good. Well, it was different. It was new. Now you have to do one by yourself. No. No. <laughs> God, that's what Savannah she needs to do one. She said no. She definitely will do one one day. What's her dog doing? I don't know. Our dog is sniffing. Our microphones. Rue, lay down. Rue, Rue, lay down, sweetheart, please. Rue's like about to launch onto the podcast <laughs> table. Well, welcome back, you guys. Uh, we're excited to keep this going. We haven't missed. Oh, we only missed one week. We did miss a week. Ah, okay. We've only missed <laughs> one week of this podcast, but I told Savannah, we got to keep this up. I love doing these podcasts, even if yeah. we don't ever post on YouTube again, which are we going to talk about that? We haven't posted a video in like five years. Yeah, not five years. It, it it's actually, been like two weeks. It is crazy, like how 
feel like how long two weeks feels. Yeah. Especially on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think all the work that goes into creating a video, Mm -hmm. we haven't been doing that at all. Like, so we like the guys, we literally haven't thought of any, well, we have now because we're about to come back to YouTube this week, but we haven't thought of any ideas. We haven't brainstormed. We haven't had a meeting. No, we kind of just stopped. Truly. And what do we want to talk about the reasoning why we did or? Sure. I mean, or do we want to wait, save that till later? I mean, I was going to talk about our New York trip with our baby because we went to New York for okay. the first time and traveled with a three month old. Okay. Yeah. Talk about it. Ruth, stop. How did it go? Um, It went great. It I was, mean, she did awesome on the plane. Yeah. Ride it. Awesome. She's like, I mean, the flight was kind of short, which was nice because we decided for our first um, flight, we wanted to try to do something a little bit shorter and it worked out perfectly because your family's from there. Um, but she did great. She didn't have any issues. Mm -hmm. She didn't cry. And I just commend you because you know about the like breastfeeding or feeding the baby on the way up and on the way down helps with their ears popping or Or even if, yeah, even if you just like give them a pacifier, but our daughter doesn't take, do you guys know that our daughter doesn't take a bottle or pacifier. I don't think they know that. Yeah. So anyways, so I had to not had to, but like I couldn't just give her a pacifier for Mm -hmm. like going up Mm -hmm. or descending. I would just like fed her, which was fine. Yeah. But I, I do think that really does help with the ears. It's something about like, well, you know, when we're on a plane and you chew, you chew Chew gum gum or yawn or something like they, babies can't do that. So I guess the sucking motion helps. helps them. Yeah. She did awesome. She did good. It was so crazy that our first trip was New York, which is already a lot in itself. Like we were in the city. We weren't in like Syracuse or something. Like we were actually in the city. She had her first train ride. We hung out with our family, restaurants. We had so much favor on every restaurant we went to. Like we had spots for like designated for our uh, stroller. Like Mm -hmm. there was no commotion. They weren't saying like, oh, your stroller can't come in and stuff like that. Like I feel like it could have went totally south yeah a lot of people were responding to my um my stories and saying like you know i'm thinking about traveling to new york and nervous about a stroller and i didn't even know that was a thing really because i've obviously Mm -hmm. never thought about that because anytime we've been to new york we haven't had a stroller right exactly um but i guess you were familiar because your sisters and you're used to like Mm -hmm. dealing with this i've learned so much from my mom because she lives in new york if you guys don't know she lives in brooklyn and my two little sisters when they were babies and we had the stroller my mom was like an offensive uh stroller driver Driver. like she would be she had to get what she had to get and in new york you already have an independent mindset a stroller don't change it she was just jink 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 jink, just going through everybody and i was just like babe that's how we got to do it just gotta just go bust it out the seams and we good what does bust it out the seams mean um i don't know i feel like you made that up Mm. i was gonna say one more thing i would recommend if you're able to either borrow a doona if oh, you don't yeah, want to buy the doona one stroller or, or if you're like a first-time mom and you're thinking about a stroller i truly love the doona what's we, the doona oh sorry yeah if you don't know the doona is a stroller and a car seat combined so it's literally, literally that's it it's one like it folds and it goes into the car and it's a car seat and then it pops up and it's a stroller it's amazing and we use that and i think that mm. was really really helpful 100 it's just also super lightweight I mean, granted, in New York, we didn't get in a car much, but yeah. even the couple times we did, it was really helpful. Yeah. And I'm thinking about maybe transferring the Duna to 
really i well we talked about how we wanted our me mostly (laughs) kind of maybe wanted the duna to be our permanent but but i love our nuna i know sound like two bougie parents (laughs) duna nuna duna nuna but i don't know yeah do we want to kind of get into this, what this episode is going to be about? We yeah. really don't know. Savannah, like sometimes, well, not sometimes, we kind of like plan what we eventually want to like talk about or have like a teachable moment that we want to share. But today Savannah was like, I just want to go. Well, yeah. Babe. I mean, we usually do just go. Like these aren't like, like we don't fully plan them out. Yeah. But today she was like, I'm not looking at the note. I said, girl, if you don't look at this <laughs> doggone note. <laughs> well, cause babe, I want you to just lead. I'm just here and I'm just See, flowing. This. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's right. Here, just I'm here just flowing. <laughs> well, um, we're going to talk about something we rarely ever talk about on YouTube, on Instagram or anything. This is a life that we, um, don't really share mainly just because like with the, not a lot of people understand it, and yeah. we're going to try our hardest to explain what uh, what this is. And what, basically what I'm talking about, we're talking about the entertainment industry. And um, Savannah and I have been in this industry for how many years plus? Probably like 10 yeah, years okay. plus or whatever. And uh, we've seen a lot. And it's so crazy. We're just like on the total two opposite sides of the industry as well. Like, But also at the same time, the same. Mm-hmm. Like we both understand um, each other's part of the entertainment industry and we're kind of just gonna talk about that and how it's made us feel like it's definitely caused a lot of uh, depression and anxiety stress on like you know our personal life and then even when us when we were dating too um, it took a toll on us as well and a lot of people either don't know about that that side of the entertainment industry or they do and they just want, you know, more information on it. And we're going to give you as much as we can, stuff that we've learned, stuff that we've experienced that can definitely help you. If you're not in the entertainment industry, um, uh, this will definitely help you relate to, you know, personal things that you might be going through in your day to day life when you whether it's you get a no. What do you do when what happened in your mind when someone told you a no and things like that, which was which is definitely all in the entertainment industry getting told no. So yeah. what did you want to talk about with YouTube first for a second though? Said did I? why we took a break. Oh yeah. You said you wanted to wait to talk about that though. We could talk about it now. We can start off with that. Well, no, I mean, I think just with us becoming parents, it's totally shifted our, honestly, our perspective on everything in life. Yeah, I think it's, it's one thing to share our life, just us two, yeah. because we're grown adults mm-hmm. and we make every decision for ourselves. But like, I don't know. I mean, I think just having her just kind of made us realize we knew initially that we didn't want to have a family channel. The content wasn't going to focus around her. We no. knew that. Yep. But I think it's just, it's honestly just been tough for us to figure out like how, how to is, film, yeah. what to film. Mm-hmm. Because we can't just make a vlog out of nothing. When, like, yeah. our days consist of, right now, she is our number one, yep. like, center of everything. And mm-hmm. that's that's where that's, we have to be right now. And that's, yeah. like, where our focus needs to be. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I guess that's just kind of where we're at. So we're kind of at, like, a weird hiatus. Yeah. Do you we, like that um, word? <laughs> I love that word. <laughs> we're trying to figure out and we've come up with a solution mm-hmm. for like a, a season. Like we were talking about this the other day or yesterday 
you know, like everything that we're going through right now is definitely just in this season. And it's okay if it changes again in a few weeks, next week or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, We can't stress ourselves out about, you know, we got to be doing this. We have to be doing that. And that's kind of what we were doing initially with uh talking about our family our, our family channel our youtube channel and things mm-hmm. like that we were like well babe we gotta we gotta post this we gotta do this and if we don't do this then that they're gonna think this and all those things and we're just like yo it doesn't have to be like that we we cre- create the narrative and things like that so that's kind of where we've been as far as with youtube and what we haven't posted but um there is a new um style if you will that we're going to be doing on our youtube channel which you guys will see this week which i'm super excited for um to show you guys that but let's talk about the entertainment industry how did we get started what exactly do we do and we can start there so you go first my wife is a professional dancer um how did that start like did it start when you when you lived in portland um yeah i guess a little bit so when i I danced my whole life, like starting from when I was literally what four. Four in a dance studio. Yes, yeah, so like competitive dance, like twenty plus hours a week. I I had a job at one point. I worked at Papa Murphy's, a pizza shop. But I don't know how I did that. Thinking back, because I danced so much, like I would literally go straight from school to the dance studio until nine p.m. My it was in high school at least. My schedule was. Like on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I remember it was, I got out of school at 2.50. I had to be at the studio, go straight to the studio. I was at the studio from four to nine. And this is all like training, and then taking I had class. To, yeah. And then I had to go home and have time to do my homework. And I don't know, I did really good in school too. Yeah, we know you were honors or AP or something. <laughs> I loved school. I think one day I might go back to school. Mm-hmm. you never you never like when i say that no because no i know that i'm not i just i'm i know i'm not josh doesn't ever want to go back to i do not like never never nothing about it makes me want to go back really i love like i just love learning yeah I, i'm always gonna learn but i don't want to do it in a classroom setting or what about like an online class absolutely that's even worse okay anyways okay okay. so (laughs) yeah so I grew up um competitive dancing dancing many many hours a week and then I think I realized you know the studio that I danced at we were like known I guess in the area for a lot of the dancers they would move to LA Mm -hmm. or New York and that was like where you moved to be a professional dancer that inspire and encourage you to want to do the same thing yeah like I saw like um dancers from my studio like they moved to LA and they danced for Lady Gaga or they danced for Janet Jackson like they did really big things so Mm -hmm. I was like wow yeah this is what I want to do too so was it something specific that they did that you were like I have to do this exact thing in order to be dancing for Lady Gaga and things like that like you did you did you say I have to move to LA I knew that if I wanted that really, truly, like the if you want to pursue a professional career in dance mm-hmm. in the industry that like I was in, mm-hmm. you have to live in L.A. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? 
more confident, capable surgeons, and even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Yeah. Or New York. Or New York, yeah. Or if you are already like established and you have an agent and you know people know you then that's one thing because you can like fly in but if you're just starting from scratch like me i was 18 i didn't have any connections with any choreographers Mm-mm. i didn't have i just moved there so i like i knew i had to be there in order to start making those connections. okay 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 so this is exciting because like someone could be listening right now could be a dancer living in LA because you just said and this is my same story like you moved to LA you didn't know anybody you had no connections but you knew you had to be there Mm. be there doing what training and making connections and you make connections by by just taking class yeah I mean okay I guess I'll say I did have some connections because so I grew up like going to conventions where where you would meet and take class from choreographers that like would live in LA so I had some connections but Nothing crazy, like, especially nowadays, kids are, like, all the kids are, like, taking the adults' jobs nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. the kids are, it's just a totally different world growing right. up now. That's why I think about, like, ride dancing one day, and I'm like, this is crazy, because it's just, it's so different, and mm-hmm. the talent, and, like, everything. But anyways, yeah, um, yeah so, what was So, this? how do you, how did you, uh, do you remember your first audition? Do you remember like how, how that happened or like, I don't, I'm trying to remember my first audition, but I do remember when, so I, I auditioned for an agency Oh. and that is really tough because unless you have a connection, sometimes when you go to an open call for an agency, they have them often, mm-hmm. they're huge because there's so many dancers trying to get signed by an agent. And so agencies help you get jobs like they send you jobs yeah they send you out on auditions okay and, and that's how you um that's a big part in it yeah and being a successful mm-hmm. dancer yeah so that was one of my first like big auditions and i actually had a referral from nice. a choreographer so that i think is how i you got, got it the first time like the first time you auditioned they said we want to sign you yes wow and so i think but i think that it all comes down to like connections. So I did know someone mm-hmm. and then that's how I was able to um, get. Do you think that's trash though? In a sense of it has to, it comes down to having oh, to knowing definitely. somebody in the industry. Definitely. Because I mean, someone in that room could have been a better, I mean, I don't want to compare, but like yeah. they could have been more talented than me or they could have been what they were actually looking for. But since they heard like, you know, my name and, then mm-hmm. it's like they were just like, oh, yeah, 
she's mm-hmm. the one even though what if i wasn't even what they needed on their roster or they just did it just based off of who you know and things like that which yeah. is so tough because i mean that can go with anything like you get a referral from this person oh i just trust that person things like that but like what about that person who's working you know maybe sometimes harder than you or whatever and they get told no just because no one can uh like vouch, vouch for them, for them mm-hmm. and things like that yeah it's trash but yeah. when did um so you don't remember your first audition well i think that was well like okay audition for a job uh i don't know if i do really? it was it could have been just something small like there's so many auditions that i can't even like some stand out obviously like mm-hmm. i auditioned for Justin Bieber's tour. How was that? And that that I remember because it was a really small call. And so usually like we'll get, you know, you'll get an email and it's like an open, open mm-hmm, call. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's going to be a huge audition. Okay. But this was like private and it was a small call. Dope. And so I remember, I think we were actually, I was in Portland Mm -hmm. and I ended up like flying back early. I was visiting family, but Mm -hmm. I flew back so I could make the audition and it was very intimate. And I remember being like, why am I here? Because (laughs) I mean, my strong like suit is contemporary and Justin Justin Bieber, it's obviously. And so I, not to say like, you know, I was like, I have no chance, but just being realistic with myself, I was like this probably, you know, there's probably going to be a different dancer that's going to be a better fit for this but mm-hmm. i was just grateful to be there yeah and be in the room um it was really cool but did yeah did you get that did you get that job <laughs> no i was just asking i don't know if you was dancing with bieber or not baby what yes you do okay but maybe the viewers the listeners didn't know <laughs> <laughs> okay but maybe you don't <laughs> that's pretty cold though that you was in you, you were eating well, I can't talk. You were in that room. Yeah, no, it was it was definitely it was cool. But did um, that boost your confidence up or like your ego? Like, be honest. No. Really? Not no. the dance world. Huh? I mean, honestly, I feel like for me, but I'm always just like this, and I'm still like this now with anything, mm-hmm. which I think is can be a good thing, but also can be a bad thing. I'm just really hard on myself. Okay. So nothing I ever do, really, like I don't know if there's ever been something that's like really boosted my confidence if that makes sense because i'm always like there's something better like i can do something more i can do more i can i can be better and so i feel like i'm never satisfied Mm -hmm. fully because i'm just like no that's not it like there's more i feel you i feel like and i feel like by you being so deep into the industry as well that definitely has shaped that thought you're also being very humble that's a that's a big, big humility thing that you're that really? you're saying definitely like i mean i'll brag about you all the time and i'm not just doing it just because you're my wife but like you are an, an accomplished dancer and by you saying that is like it's kind of just like oh i'm just taking like the humble side to it oh. kind of because oh. you there, there's more but it's like let's talk about it okay so okay so let's how did so Savannah went on tour with an artist named Lindsey Sterling? Lindsey Sterling is a big violinist. How how did that happen? And yeah, how did that happen? So actually, I one of it was actually a crazy story. One of her dancers um last minute got another job 
And I never knew this. Yeah. You didn't? Mm-mm. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, anyways, so they called me. I think I told you this story, but basically, like, called me. I stepped in in, like, the middle of the tour. So I wasn't just, like, hired at the beginning of the tour and, like, went on the tour like normal. Mm -hmm. I stepped in. They taught me the choreography in one day. Mm -hmm. I think it was one day. Literally in, like, one of the dancers' living rooms in Mm -hmm. L.A. I learned... The whole entire show, like an hour and a half set, mm-hmm. and then I had to get on stage and perform. Okay, yeah, I definitely do not know this story, Savannah. That's insane because we have to finish the story because you didn't audition. That was your quote unquote audition. So I just, yeah, like I just they they called me and they were like, "Can you learn this?" And Who was they? Connection. You had a connection. Yes. Wow. And so, I. Learned the whole show. I'll never forget. I think this was probably like the most, I I think I've said this before, but like looking back, this was the most nerve wracking thing because I was like, do I know all of these steps that I just learned, (laughs) let alone all the music? Like it was actually crazy now that I think about it. Like after you, like you learned it and you said, okay, that's cool. But like later that night when you got home, you're like, wait a minute, do I actually know this? Yeah. I, I can't remember. I wish I remembered the exact details, but Mm -hmm. I remember I learned the choreography. I think I like packed my bags. Yeah. And got on the bus, like, within days. Like, it was, it happened very, very fast. And then from there, I just ended up being one of Lindsay's dancers for a while. For, like, years. Yeah. And, but, yeah, no, that was crazy. And I remember after, everyone was like, how did you do that? And I honestly, now looking back, I'm like, that was all God. Because I could not have remembered those steps with my own (laughs) will. Can you remember them right now? Yeah, some of them. Okay, if you yes, get on yeah, stage. And- no, definitely. <laughs> After you dance the same dances mm-hmm. over and over and over yeah. for so long, they're just like going to be ingrained in your memory forever. Okay, so being on tour. So Savannah, how many years did you go on tour with Lindsay? Um, and you did her music videos. You did like a lot of things for like five years. Yeah, I think. Or maybe, even longer. Maybe something like that. Yeah. Um. So what did that do to your mindset? Or like, okay, you said like you really don't get shifted by like, with the confidence thing, but like you moved to LA, this happened your first year mm-hmm. you lived in LA going on tour with Lindsay. Yeah. So you're not always on tour with Lindsay in the downtime. You still have to make a living. Mm-hmm. You're auditioning. You're trying to make money by being a professional dancer, not living, not getting like a normal job and stuff. What, because you were so successful with Lindsay, when you went to other auditions and got told no, yeah. what did, did that like, were you like, well, I mean, I'm doing all this other stuff. Mm. Like, why can't, why can't, I know, I know the answer, but like, yeah. explain it. Yeah, I like, mean. why am I not getting these yeses? Sometimes, yeah. I mean, definitely more auditions than not. For sure, I got told no. And that's, I feel like any dancer, even the super, the dancers that are dancing for Justin Bieber, all the big artists doing all the things all the time, they'll tell you the same thing. Like, you're going to hear no a million times. And is it usually back to back to back to back to back? I mean, it just depends. Like, Has it, that happened to you before? Oh, yeah, for sure. What does that do? I mean, it definitely is tough because... Especially after like a good audition. Yeah, especially I can't if, you, imagine. if you felt like your best. But then you just have to be aware, too, that a lot of the time... And they'll say this at the auditions, too. It's out of your control. It doesn't matter if you're the best dancer in the room. They're looking for someone who's 5'8 and has long black hair. You know, right there, we're going to stop right there. That'll preach. It's out, it's out of your control. That's a t- that's a sermon title right there. God yeah. God has a specific plan 
on your life yeah. and, and or he has a, he knows how everything is going you know mm-hmm. map out mm-hmm. but it's out of your control yeah i was a little having praise back right there but mm-hmm. keep going because that's that's all i just saw right then and there like yeah. going into those auditions you can go in even though it's tough mm-hmm. with the peace of mind of this is out of my control mm-hmm. i'm just going god knows the plan yeah and that like i said that can be applied with anything mm-hmm. forget auditions yeah You're, that can be applied with anything just do your best yeah like that's that was kind of my mentality it's like you just have to go in and as long as you feel good about what you did like leave everything on the floor you know mm-hmm. then that's all you can really do right man okay so wow i'm learning a lot myself am, am i interviewing you <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think so <laughs> okay so let's see so you did you did the touring and things like that and then kind of okay well let's backtrack i guess to me because yeah, i was gonna say you talk about we were kind of i was in the middle of mm-hmm. all of this and our relationship was in the middle of all of this that we're talking mm-hmm. about too which like put um a lot of stress on us as well but okay for me i'll just go really quick but i started off when i lived in new york i went to school for film and television um before that well during that i was doing like freelance work i was it was a different type of grind. I was living in New York and I was doing a whole bunch of free stuff. We didn't talk about that. I forgot oh, yeah. like doing free things. So for me, I was doing a lot of uh, commercials or video uh, videography for businesses, taking pictures of models and things like that just to fill a portfolio. Mm-hmm. Just because, you know, in the long term, you know, thinking about the future, I can show myself approved. Like I can show you what I've done and and things like that. So I was doing all that. And then eventually, uh, and that's, that's how I made my connections, um, through just doing, you know, free stuff like that. Eventually, uh, I forgot how I got on my first situation, but there's an artist named Molly music. And, uh, I guess, I think I knew somebody that knew him or whatever. And Molly, Oh, I knew one of his producers. That's what it was. And he was like, bro, Oh, I reached out and that's a different type of grind. Cause I, you, when you're like on the freelance vibe you have to be bold bold and like it's so cringy too like i was like i remember dming him dming the producer i was like bro i know molly's in town this week is there any way you can give me his number it's like he said no i cannot give you his number but i'll give you his manager's email i was like okay cool give me manager's any email and i had to be super bold and be like yo i will come shoot your show blah 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 if you let me do this, bam, 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 bam. So I, I went and shot Molly's show for free or whatever. And it was, it was a God moment. And I ended up shooting other shows for Molly, anything like that. But that right there kind of sparked other things for me to be able to go on tour and shoot. And and when I say shoot, I'm shooting like documentaries and tour footage and getting highlights of shows and things like that. And, um, this is a very fast story, by the way. Mm-hmm. But I eventually, I dropped out of college. We talked about this in the last podcast. Dropped out of college, and I went on tour with another artist. And wow, this is right before I moved to LA because mm-hmm. I was thinking about coming to LA, and that's when I met my wife. Mm-hmm. And I and I went on that tour, and throughout, I, I learned so much from that as well. And for me personally, I asked you this question, but for me personally, that boosted my ego heavy. Like I was around a lot of high profile people, a lot of people like I'm just like, oh, I'm cold <laughs> at what I do. Like I, I don't anybody get my price has my price tag has went up like I was that guy. And man, did I get humbled when I eventually moved to L.A. because yeah. it was a different grind because 
there's 20,000 other people who do exactly what I do. Right. Way better than me. I don't got no connections. I don't know nobody in LA or whatever. And I'm over here having to start from scratch. And man, let me tell you, I was just like, I was broke. I had no money. No. I wasn't. Yeah. When, when I, when we met. Yeah. I think Aww. I talked about this in the podcast and you, oh, didn't, you did. You, I don't think you heard this part. Oh yeah. Okay. So, if you listen to that podcast, the moment is happening right now. I told the story about when we first were dating and I was broke and I don't think my wife knew. More of my girlfriend knew. No, I think I knew. But you never acted like, actually, no. <laughs> Do you remember us going to Chipotle and like sometimes we like paying separately? Babe, we were like both broke and neither of us really wanted to like admit it. Because <laughs> we were both like struggling, both freelance yeah. living in LA like trying to live out our dreams yeah. and then in LA why do I gotta like this is not like I was trying to be so fake and my personality wasn't like until I met you yeah I mean I guess I, I was guess still like in the beginning little, you're just well, trying to prove in the, something in the beginning of any relationship we're both really trying to impress each other that's true and I remember like you always said you always had to pay for me you always had to pay for me yeah. And then eventually, well, I think this is, okay, did you talk about this on the podcast? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I think this was like probably like maybe a year into us dating, but eventually, finally, you would like start to let me pay. I think I did talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but what? It wasn't because you wished you still could have paid for me. But. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I was like, all right, I'm going to just take my blessing. Yeah. You know? So, Man, that's real. You know? So, anyways, um, yeah, I was broke out in L.A. and I was just really humbled and I was just like, OK, I got to start over. I have to do this again because, like I said, my confidence went way up once I start working with certain types of people and things like that. So, oh, man, eventually I started to shoot dancers and I was shooting dancers in New York, too. So that was kind of my quote unquote connection. Everything all ties back together. I There was a dance choreographer in New York and that dance choreographer lived in L.A. And then once I moved out to L.A., I started working with him again and doing free stuff. Like some of the stuff I did for him was uh, all free yeah. and pretty trash because I'm seeing someone else do the exact same thing I'm doing. And I'm not getting paid, but it's like, OK, it's whatever. I didn't have a car either. I was struggling. Didn't have a car um, I don't know. I was Ubering everywhere. I was Ubering to you. I told them that story too. Yeah, you did. Um, and, uh, but like, I was still trying to, my personality, like I was still, I was still trying to like make this, have this ego of this guy who just like thinks he's got it going on or whatever. So I'm out, I'm grinding. I'm eventually making connections. I meet my wife eventually in, in this class. It was my girlfriend at the time, obviously. And, um, that's, that's kind of when that's kind of when everything kind of all switched or whatever, because now I am I'm plugged in more into the industry. My girlfriend is in the industry and I don't even know if I told you this. Like I've learned I learned so much just by being around you. Really? And things like that, because like we never really there was never really any moments in our relationship in the beginning to where I was like I was so confused about what you did. I know. Yeah, that's so true. That was always something I was so grateful for. I remember when we first met and people asked about you. Everyone, first of all, thought you're a dancer because I am a dancer. <laughs> no, but everyone just thinks like in the dance world, especially like in L.A., probably New York, too. But if 
if you're a dancer, you're dating a dancer. Like yeah. that's just kind of mm-hmm. that's just kind of how it was. Mm. But it was like always so exciting to be like, no, he's not a dancer, but like he's in the industry, so he gets it. And I just remember that always being a thing whenever I would talk about you. Like you do, we both get what each other do so well. Yeah. Um, th- that was not proper grammar. I said we both get what each other do. <laughs> it's okay. You guys know what I meant. Yeah, I know what you meant. Um, but yeah. Yeah, what what was I yeah. saying? Uh you just <laughs> were appreciative of that we were we knew we, we respected what each other did. Oh yeah, that's And it right. wasn't it was never like a hassle. Oh yeah, you were never like confused and I never had to really yeah. explain. But it was because I was low key learning the entire time. Like I was looking back and being like, Okay, you know, you know you you gotta kinda like act like you've been there, you know? And that's yeah. in the entertainment industry, that's a big thing. Like for you, you can't go into those auditions and say Bieber's sitting right there. Or if you're doing, what's that one you did? Oh my god! Can you share? Wait, wait, who is it? The girl, right? Yeah, the, the rapper. Um, like Nicki Minaj. Yeah, Nicki Minaj. Why couldn't I think of her name? Wait, I forgot about yeah. that. So, I mean, do you want to tell that story really quick, or I was just gonna just use it as well, an example? Well, it's just a yeah, a quick go. just. I auditioned for a Nicki Minaj, was it a music video? I think it was a music I video. I think it was a music video. And you guys, okay, Nicki Minaj, like, if you know, you know. Like, you, she's... Did you go in, like, um, there's not a chance yes, I'm getting this? I was like, I'm just going just because it's just good to go, even though, mm-hmm. you know, just show your face, mm-hmm. like, you make connections, who knows. Mm-hmm. I, like, made it to the end of this audition. I was so, like, <laughs> startled. Yeah, and the, the like, choreography was just, you know, like, yeah. all the twerking, all mm-hmm. the things heels but anyways yeah Nicki Minaj came in and I was like what is happening but obviously you can't act you gotta act like you've been there I feel like that's huge in this in the industry I mean I know it is because Mm -hmm. nobody wants somebody who has who's starstruck or you know like you're not gonna be able to go on tour and be on set with these people if they don't if they don't think you are you know yeah capable of being calm and you know what's crazy is like why can't why can't everyone just be like that? Like everyone's normal. We're all just like talk about it. Well, I'm just saying, like you know, we talk about this. Yeah. Like we wish we could just be normal in a sense, yeah. And like we are normal, mm-hmm. but you know, once you you have a platform, even though our platform may not be as big as other people, mm-hmm. or we're not celebrities, but like everyone, I just like I don't like how people get put on pedestals. Like, why does it have to be like that? Any like, type of like celebrities or not. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Like, Kim Kardashian, like, I understand, like, she can't live her life like a normal human. But, Mm -hmm. like, isn't it just crazy how that happens? It's insane. Like, why? Like, because we're normal. (laughs) (laughs) No, I see what you're saying. And and there are other people are normal. They're normal, too. The celebrities and stuff. Like, we've been around them and they're super normal. But, you know, but people go off of what they see. And you don't yeah. see everything on social media and things like that. That yeah. that's why people put them on a pedestal. But that's a sidebar. Yeah, that was right? a sidebar. Yeah. Um, but yeah, act like you've been there. And I feel like that applies for everything. Um, because someone's gonna nine times out of ten take the person who seems like they've been there before and things like that. Um, I'm not sure how it got to that portion, but we um Savannah and I were this kind of like our relationship part of this. We were going back and forth with touring. I was touring with an artist. I guess we could, I'm going to start sharing the artist because I was watching a a, uh, 
a sermon the other day and it was basically essentially talking about when like people give you compliments or if you talk about yourself or whatever, just own it. And then like when people give you a comment, just say, thank you for saying that. Because like, you don't want to like, it's hard to explain. You don't want to crumble down and just like shy away from what God has blessed you with and the favor in your life and things like that. That's true. That's good. Sometimes I definitely struggle with that. So do I. I don't ever like saying who I've met, what I've done, all these things. But even too, like when you compliment me, like I'll be like, no. You do do that. And it's like, I can just say. Thank you. Thank you. And you've, you've taught me that. I've gotten better. Okay. okay. But yeah, no, that's, Anyways, I see what you're saying with that. Um, I went on tour with an artist named Manny Wells. Went on tour with an artist named Jadena, um, which was awesome. Um, you guys, if you don't know. Jadena is I'm a classic man. Oh yeah, you gotta tell the people that <laughs> because he's fire. Yeah. He also, Jadena's all. This is making me want to listen to his music. I love his music. It's fire. I went to like all the shows, so <laughs> I learned all of Jadena's music uh-huh. <laughs> and Manny Wells, but um, of course Manny Wells. Another artist named Ty Savage, and that was the craziest. That was my first big tour because it was a Rock Nation. It was when she signed with Rock Nation, which you don't know. That's Jay Z's label. Saw Jay-Z, did not see B though, but I've been inside of that building, met DJ Khaled, met um, T.I. Like, and those are the moments where you got to be like, you got to stay calm. You got to stay calm. And I'm I'm not fan-guying or anything. Like I said, guying. I'm not <laughs> fan-guying or anything, but you have to act like you've been there. You you in these room with these people, like, you got to act like you've been there or whatever. Um, and... Honestly, this is the tour I was talking about that boosted my ego. Like I thought I was I was it. I mean you are it. No, I'm not it. But um definitely so I, I we we did those tours. I did some other stuff too with other artists and things like that. And it was it was definitely tough on us because obviously the long distance part, we've talked about that before. Um, but we were gone at how many Months at a time, sometimes like three, like two to three months while dating, mm-hmm. not engaged mm-hmm. or married or anything. That right there in itself was already like, is this worth it? Yeah. We shared this story. As soon as me and Savannah started dating, my wife went on a European tour with Lindsay Sterling and you were gone for I don't know how long. Like three months. I yeah, think. that was like a three month tour. We freshly started dating and I 100% was like, I don't know if this is worth it. There's no way I'm about this girl about to come back and she about to still be into me and things like that. Um, but we made it work. But I'm trying to think like, <sighs> we are just now starting, like, after being all in the entertainment industry, seeing the ins and outs, living in New York, living in me, living in New York, us both living in LA, seeing the ugly, the good, the bad. We are just now, for the past, I'll say, couple years, actually, like, having, like, a quote-unquote normal relationship in the sense of the long distance is no more. Everywhere you are, I am. Um, Unless, I don't know, you can go on tour again. You never know. But all, all of our relationship was long distance, was us trying to you know fill the the hole when it comes to long distance because i mean with long distance it's great but you're also not fully you know uh like fully there Mm -hmm. you know with the yeah do you think we didn't fully 
like know each other until we got married. In a sense. Yeah. Like, or like I mean, you in, just learn so much. Yeah. But I'm just thinking, think about it. The first the year we got married. Okay. And we moved into our place mm-hmm. and then COVID. <sighs> and the whole world shut down and we were just together in an apartment mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. trapped for yeah. a whole year. And we that that was our first year of yeah, not doing anything either. Yeah, not like, even you dancing. Yeah. Really. I'm, you yeah, were doing oh, like company yeah. stuff, but like everything shut down. I was definitely not. Do- I was done. Like I lost. <laughs> this is another story. When I went to live in Greenville and I came back, I lost all of my connections. I didn't shoot any dancers. I got replaced easily. Um, talk about my ego shut down again. Like Josh, figure your ego out. Uh, okay, I will. Um, but yeah, it was just that was like the the first like real. It felt real, mm-hmm. at least. Like we can actually relate to when other couples can see each other and go through these other problems, things like that. And I'm saying that to say we like I feel like some of the issues that we've had, um, they've been slapped in our face because we've never actually dealt with them because of the long distance and things like that. Not mm-hmm. recently, but you know. Yeah. You guys know we've t- we talked about it, but like our past and things like that that has came up. So um yeah, I don't even know why why I said that, but it's just it's um it's been crazy now to see we have a kid now and it's going to be crazy to tell her these stories. That's a sidebar. I know. Well, do way. you think she's going to want to like listen to our podcast? Oh, I don't know. But no, I was just saying like tell her stories about like the stuff that you've done oh, and like things yeah. like that. No, yeah, that is actually crazy to think about. Like she's going to want to know everything about mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. and we'll have to tell her like how we met right yeah that's actually wild we're the king and queen of sidebars what's your plan on getting back into the industry do you think you want to what does the industry look like nowadays like is it for you i think i always said once i became a mom not that i wanted to be done but just i don't ever see myself going to audition for Nicki Minaj or, you <laughs> right. know, yeah, yeah. those types of things. And so, I don't know. I definitely am never going to be done dancing. Um, and I still, you know, if we go to LA, I'll dance. And who knows what the future holds? Like, who knows mm-hmm. where we'll be or what will happen? I definitely, I could, I yeah, I'll always dance, but I don't know. Not in the capacity I don't think that I was. Is the entertainment industry what it is? Like what it used to be? It, like, I mean, cause especially so, with COVID. Yeah. After and, the pandemic, like everything obviously shut down. Mm-hmm. Like it was just so sad. Like, yeah. but now I think things are pretty back to normal in LA. That's cool. But there's been, there's like, oh my gosh, you know, that, uh, like that cult that everyone's been talking about. I only, because I follow certain people and I, maybe hopefully we're not listening to this but like i I definitely did some extensive research and tried to figure out what's going on but there's a cult or supposedly a cult in the dance industry (laughs) you're saying cult 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 you're saying you're saying like c-o-l-t guys savannah does this thing and i don't know if we talked about it she always loves to correct my grammar well baby because i am saying it right cult no, that was right. Nah. Okay, anyways. No, yeah. So apparently. A legit cult. Yeah. That's pretty wicked. Wait, speaking of cults, mm-hmm. this is like so kind of spooky. But 
there was spooky. There was this show uh-huh. that's so good. Yeah. On Netflix, I think. Mm-hmm. I think it's called The Following. Okay. Is that what it's called? I can't remember you guys, but mm-hmm. it is amazing. Okay. I oh, <laughs> wait. <laughs> have I ever told you about this? No. Okay. I hurt my foot, and so I was like. It was when I lived in LA and my roommates, so I couldn't do anything, couldn't dance or anything. I was like in a boot for two months, whatever. And I binged watched this show about a cult and it was like so scary. And my roommates were terrified. Mm -hmm. They were like, every time they would come home, they'd be like, can you please turn this off? But anyways, I think it's called The Following. You guys should watch it. It's actually a really good show. Sweetheart. I thought that story was going somewhere totally different. Oh, no. It was just you saw you watched a show about a cult. I just remembered, yeah, it's an amazing show. What what was the uh, the boot have to do with anything? The the foot. Oh, <laughs> the foot. I thought like someone came to your door and said, <laughs> "Give me your leg. You're no, a part of my cult." No, maybe <laughs> I was in a boot. Like, I know. So I was crippled. So like I had nothing else to do. So I binge watch a show. Okay, there it is. Bring it back home. Okay. Okay. Anyways, speaking of cults. What we were trying to say was... Some of your friends. No, okay. <laughs> I don't know, you guys. I don't want to, like, Yeah, we don't want to get messy. Or no, anything, no, but apparently if there's a cult in L.A. and they are, like, bringing in these dancers. This is just what I've heard. I'm okay. not endorsing or saying yeah, okay. that I believe that this is real. I don't know. This is just, like, the research that I've done and, like, the digging that I've done on Instagram and Dig found... It what i'm losing it let's go (laughs) um but basically they it's they keep like it's a cult but they're saying it's like a religious organization Mm. and they pull in all these dancers and promise them pretty good dancers too like yeah like actually well established dancers Mm -hmm. and they get them to be a part of this like quote-unquote management and then apparently they like force them to cut ties with all their family family and They just can we share like the one alleged thing about the couple like they had to get married because of. uh, Because they had they have to be married in order to like live together or something like that or oh, be a part yeah. of the cult. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really know all the details. I know. I'm just saying it like allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Allegedly. No, but. It's- but that's just crazy. Like that is what going on in the dance industry right now because i know they it's only a big deal because these are like some big time dancers mm-hmm. am i right yes am I right? yeah it's actually <laughs> Get the i don't away from i don't know mm-hmm. what but anyways it seems wild and it just reminded me of that show but the the show that i watched um, we're getting back to the show let's babe. tell them the secrets about the cult sorry we ate Chipotle for dinner, and Chipotle gives me burps, so I keep having to step away okay. from the mic and take a burp. It's okay. Um, I want to tell them about the cult. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I like, guys. I'm so interested in this story because I know nothing about the dance industry. I mean, it's just wild. Basically, they that's all it is, and they, and these families of these dancers that they have, they fed up. Yeah, they've gotten them. You keep interrupting <laughs> me, and I keep forgetting <laughs> what I'm saying. Just stay quiet. <laughs> Um, I'm wild right stay now. Stay quiet. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> they, they put they, the the families of these dancers are like begging these dancers to come home. Basically, what? Okay, I did not know that. Really? 
baby, go to bed. Baby, I'm serious. I did not know that. They're begging them to come home, like actual home, like leave LA or just come home to God. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm joking? Baby, no. I'm like, dead serious. Like come back to their families because oh, they're okay. like taking them. I don't know. Yeah, guys. we don't know. You guys can do your own research. The names are. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, we won't do that. But it's just tying this back into what we're talking about what the entertainment industry is nowadays this was definitely not around that you know of when you were living out in la no because you would have known about it because you you have ties with these people and things like that yeah um but the fact that it's man the devil is just like he's just doing stuff out in the open now yeah like it's just i mean it's just like yo it's nothing to hide anymore they just it's letting letting it happen and it just sucks because like it's just they're successful dancers and things like they're successful entertainers and like you don't have to do that you know yeah. like whatever happened to like the grind anymore like i wonder if that's over with too mm. like is you don't it's only just about connections there's well, no such thing as a grind well and you know social media has so taken over too even yeah. in that world yeah because i remember when i was kind of starting to like not audition quite as much and right before the pandemic like I remember I went to a few auditions where they would ask how many followers you had on Instagram. No way. And it's so sad because it never it's used like, to be like that. What does that even do? Especially nowadays, you can have way more followers or less followers than like a big uh, creator. And, you know, your engagement is way better and things like that. That's so interesting that they would ask that at an audition. Mm-hmm. You'd ha- I remember I literally had to write it down on the like. Does that discourage you? I just remember being like, well, that sucks. Right. Like, <laughs> like, okay, well, I guess you don't want me. Yeah. Like, I mean, I definitely don't have a lot of followers. So, yeah, you know, so I don't know. But yeah, the the industry has definitely changed over the years. I feel like that's just like anything. But you know what I really think about, mm. too, the, the dance world and entertainment industry, whatever, is so connected to social media. Everything. Like nowadays? Like just everything revolves around social Social media media. it's actually scary 100 percent. like dancers and even just me i use social media to get my work out there in in the very beginning or whatever and Mm -hmm. dancers as well but like they're using tiktok youtube instagram facebook to book jobs almost like you can you don't even you don't even need an agent anymore you don't even need that's crazy you can just work from mm -hmm. from instagram right and just you know i mean hey fake it till you make it i mean just do your research you'll be straight honestly i'm not saying do that like because people you still probably need an agent and things like that right yeah do you still have an agent um that's a good question (laughs) i don't know i know you do i was just i was just curious to hear i think that might wrap up today's episode hopefully you learned something i know we were just talking about a lot and just spilling a lot but we've never really just let it all out there and share this side with you guys. Um, there's so much more. If you, like I said, if you have questions, please DM us or um, how, please. I want to know how this kind of relates to you guys and how you can like kind of turn um, what we were talking about into something that uh, applies to your everyday life and things like that. Because I feel like there's definitely certain things in life where, you know, you get told no, or uh, you have to grind or you didn't get something just because of, Shaquanda knew Tiffany and Tiffany knew Shayna and you know the whole reference thing and 
it's like life isn't fair i just i'm very curious to hear you guys take on all that and if you're in the entertainment industry what's going on in the entertainment industry right now i just i there's cults yeah let us know indianapolis cults no that joke went over babe because no indianapolis cults Mm -hmm. is that like c-o-l-t-s c-o-l-t-s yeah yeah see that's why i knew you were saying cult wrong also, what do I feel like cult is a bad word? Cult? Yeah. It is a bad word. Stop saying it. I'm joking. No, like I really think it is it a bad word? Like is it a cuss word? No, it's not a curse word. Wait, do you say cuss or curse? I say cuss. You just said curse. <laughs> I think I say cuss. Baby. I definitely say cussing. I don't say swearing. You said curse. Okay, maybe I did say curse. I don't say swearing though. Swear. Th- swear word. I swear word. That's I say bad word. That's a bad word. You said bad word. Oh my goodness. <laughs> this whole <laughs> podcast has been a sidebar conversation. Um, we love you guys. Send us some DMs. Let us know. Leave a five-star review if you're on Apple Music. Thank you so much for all the reviews. I think we have like, like 600 ratings or something like that, which wow. is, I know. We do? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Wait, they can leave a rating on Spotify. I don't think so. Oh, they can? I have Spotify. Oh, I haven't seen them before. If you're leaving ratings on Spotify, thank ya. We will see you guys next week on Monday. If you watch our YouTube channel, you'll see us this week as well. You'll see our faces. Finally, we'll be back. But we love you guys, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. (laughs) Thank you. Savannah said something at the end, guys. Uh, Did you guys like that? Bye. Bye. (laughs) Oh, I have something in my contact. I'm going to get LASIK. Okay, goodbye.